Hey everyone, welcome to Orange Crushing It, a weekly series dedicated to high drive, passionate and motivated individuals. I'm your host, Frank Clark, President and CEO of The Mr. Orange. This shows a weekly dose of business, life and personal development principles geared toward bringing out the adrenaline junkie and overachiever in each and every one of you. As a seasoned entrepreneur of over five companies producing hundreds of millions in revenue, I'm going to personally be sharing my stories of success and, of course, my life-defining massive screw-ups, <laughs> as well as featuring inspiring guests, business leaders, athletes, thrill-seekers who just truly want to walk their talk and make life happen. Stick around, and let's get crushing. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Orange Crushing It. My name is Frank Clark. I'm the CEO here at The Mr. Orange, and again, again and again and again, I find the most amazing people in the world to be my guest. Today, I have a really good friend, a new friend, actually. My buddy's name is Adam Gugino. And Adam, I met at an immersion seminar back in January, which we'll get into the whole purpose of that and how great that is. But uh, a little background on Adam. He earned the honor of the board of directors being number one in the country for inside sales for two years in a row and left to build a sales team with a startup company with 30 employees annualizing $4 million bucks a year right around 2015. He left that company. Check this out, man. This is unfreaking believably amazing. He left that company in 2015. Started with another company in 2016 that was doing about $4 million in sales, built a team of 500 people in a call center, was recognized as one of the Inc. Magazine's fastest growing company three years in a row, turned that $4 million call center into $750 million in three years. That is like unbelievable growth, okay? While he was growing this company, at the pinnacle of that, he decided to walk away, walk away from this most people be like, oh, man, you, you must be getting paid pretty well. Yeah, yeah, I'm going to make seven figures. What? And he walks away from this to go follow his, literally follow the path that he's on right now, which is working with Sean Callagy in the unblinded movement, the unblinded formula, which is incredible. It's an incredible process of human integrity-based influence where you get from a hello to yes. And he is now the chief revenue officer of that company. It's revolutionary. It's unbelievable what's happening in the unblinded space. And he's just a cool guy. He's fun. He's got a little of that, you know, sounds like a little of that Northeast edge, which we all love, right? I guess he's good at pickleball. I, you know, I didn't know that uh, I needed to learn anything about pickleball. I thought I had to be like 90 to learn about this shit, but I guess <laughs> Adam Gugino <laughs> is, is an awesome at pickleball as well. Adam, welcome to Orange Crushing It, brother. Thanks for being on my show. Well, thank you for having me. You are a friend, a brother. You are accurate in my love for pickleball. And I was introduced to it by my mom. And it took her a while to get me out there. I thought the same thing you did about the sport until I started playing and realized that it's for all ages, all athletic abilities. But it is an incredibly fun, exciting and challenging sport. I mean, uh, I've walked away many of times with clothes drenched like I just jumped out of a pool. I've seen it. I've seen it. Actually, you know, I was in uh, Venice Beach in California, right, with the Muscle Beach. I mean, it's a freak show at Venice Beach, and they had a pickleball court there. And I'm watching these people play, and I'm like, that's a, like a little miniature tennis court. But yep. the, it, the speed is just about the same, and you got like, you're getting peppered, man. You're getting pounded. Yes. Like, wow. <laughs> that's pretty oh, intense. I try not to get bruised. I try to have my reflexes on point, which uh, I usually do. Yeah, it is. It is the fastest growing sport in the United States as well. I might, I might want to add that. So I'm sure you'll 
you'll be seeing more of it. And I appreciate everything you said. Honored again to be here. And I absolutely look forward to answering any questions, but I love, 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 love when I meet and I have somebody who's interviewing me, such as yourself. I like to really start with Frank, you invited me here. Like, why? Like, why are you doing all this? You wouldn't mind sharing with your audience. Sure. Yeah. Well, thanks for the question, Adam. And um, well, I believe in what's called the orange energy, and I'm working to create in a movement that's all about orange crushing. And what is that all about? That's about that's the space. Actually, uh, it was discovered, if you will, in the 70s with these two guys, these two professors that discovered the science of spiral dynamics. And in the science of spiral dynamics, there are eight levels of consciousness. And as you transcend through those levels of consciousness, you go from a egocentric type of basis where it's all about yourself to more ergo and worldly centric, where you become more of a contributor, more of a giver back in the world. Each of the eight levels has a certain color and number associated to it. And the level five, the color associated to that is orange. And the characteristics of level five orange people are that they're very driven. They're very success oriented. They are passionate about business. They're passionate about growth. And it's the first level that they recognize that in order to be successful, you have to contribute and you have to make other people's grow as well. And so that's where we become more about other people. We more recognize that it's more about others than it is about ourselves. And really in the world about, of abundance, it's really a, the givers get. And so that's why I have a passion about that because I've run several companies. And I understand that the key to giving or to, to succeeding is having a great crew, a great culture, giving back to our customers, giving to the community. And that's what I, I'm all about. And so, yeah, I embrace that. And I look to find friends and people like yourself, Adam, that also are givers, that also get it, right? They are all based on their integrity, based on human influence, based on human influence, based on integrity and, and giving back to others so that in turn, in the big picture, we get. So thank you. That's, that's what it's all about for me. And it sounds spot on with you. And I, I uh, feel like it's a perfect place for me to be as well. So um, yeah, excited to be here and let's jump in. Let's jump in. Okay. So Adam, I, I obviously mentioned your success in sales and success in growing call centers. Where are you from? Where, you know, where, where did you come from? How did you get uh, involved in sales? How do you even think that, you know, this is what I really want to do? I want to be involved in a call center. Yeah, it's a great question. Two part answer. One, my mom owned a restaurant. My mom and my stepfather owned a restaurant when I was in my late teens, early 20s, just starting college. And a gentleman by the name of Ken used to come in driving his um, Ferrari and used to come in and have like his celebrations of monthly successes all the time at their restaurant. One day she said, hey, you think you give my son a job? I mean, he's working. He's going to college. He'd love to work part time. He said, sure. Are you sure you'd want to do this? Like cold calling and. Well, she's like, what do you do? And he sells animation art. It's a collectible art company. They sold Disney artwork and sports memorabilia. So I uh, got offered the opportunity to go there, interviewed. I got hired because of my mom and I was working there part time. And there was a competition to win a trip to Disney World. I won. I was, a sh- you know, like I said, part time employee. And I did the things I needed to in my role, which was incredible. So I got a taste of success. But what really triggered my intrigue in the world of sales was when people there were all complaining about the leads and the opportunities they had. 
And he came out one day, the owner, Ken, and he threw the, uh, he put the, took the phone book and put it on the table and he told, called somebody over and he asked him to point out any number in the phone book. And someone came over and said, here, call this person. And he picked up the phone, called her and ended up selling an original piece of, of, uh, Disney Mickey Mouse art to a person who he randomly pointed out in the phone book. And from that moment on, I said to myself, wow, that was amazing. And, um, I want to be able to, to do that. And from there, I did some promoting as well, nightclubs, bars, and I ended up running one of the largest, most successful New Jersey promotional companies, uh, you know, definitely in the tri-state. And that really got me interested in just providing an experience for people to have a good time. And um, I, I, you know, that's where my entrepreneur spirit really came out as well. So those are really the two combining factors that got me involved in sales and, and of course, inside sales and call centers. It's a great story. I, too, have a history in sales. I mean, that's where I kind of cut my teeth. I've, that's been my primary skill, I think, over the last 35, 40 years. And selling, to me, really is just influencing, right? That's really at the bottom line is, is the power of influence. It's the power of convincing people to do something that they already want, really want to do. People come to you and they ask for help. That's, in essence, what they're asking for is help. Right. There's, you're not saying sell me something. You're saying help me at some level. I am fascinated, though, with call centers, because to me, and I, I'm sure probably there's a, a stereotype about this. Well, I'll give you my stereotype about it. The other guys, they call me at seven o'clock right when I'm sitting down to have dinner with my family. OK, because you're going to sell me the greatest new deal on a credit card or a timeshare or some of the shit that I really don't want. OK. And. If, if you listen to my mother on the phone with the telemarketers, okay, she just goes off on them. I, you know, rather than just hang up and be nice, she has to give them a lecture about how they've inconvenienced her life to the nth degree and how dare they call her at dinner time. And so I, I had a lot of, I have a lot of empathy for the person on the other end of the phone. And yet, you know, if I ran a center like that, keeping these people motivated, right, day in and day out for the slams and the, and the, and the Mrs. Clark's, Sorry, mom, on the phone, right? They had a slam in the phone and giving them a lecture. How do you keep a team? I mean, you had people singing and jumping up and down and, and loving where they come to work for a job that, you know, how do you make that fun? How do you make it so that people want to come to work every day and deal with that? Brilliant question. I want to first take a step back to a time which I asked myself that same question around what would I be willing to sell, you know, or influence people to do, right? Because I knew I had this skill set. And that was like my, the beginning stages of understanding integrity-based human influence before meeting Sean. And, and I read a book by Zig Ziglar. It was all about ethical selling. And at, up until that point, it was, I knew that I had to believe in something I was selling in order to sell it, but I might've been doing selling things that are just like, mm, you know, I'm not, debt consolidation and student loan consolidation necessary, but just not what, what I felt my life should be or where I could have this passion to get behind. So from there, I decided to go into ADP and selling payroll over the phone. And that's where I, you know, um, was board of directors those two years in a row. Finally, where I settled in at the solar company, I was able to first say yes to that because it wasn't timeshares. I didn't believe it was something people didn't need. It was a way to have renewable energy, which was helping the environment and a way for people to save money, right? So as long as 
it starts with the inner knowing for yourself that you can be behind something and believe in something, right? Then that's when you start to figure out a way to deal with all the other challenges that you mentioned. And to answer your question, it all started with the first eight people that I hired in an empty warehouse. Okay. So there was 30 employees. I went over, I left the, the, uh, payroll company. I was handed a laptop computer. I was shown to an empty warehouse and I was told to find people. Let's go. Let's get started. So after about a month of trying to find people to say yes to working in this place, I decided to just hire people that were likable. And they came from all walks of life, all backgrounds, some of which were drug related. Some even were, you know, uh, had some criminal uh, records, but ultimately they were likable. And I just was connecting with them. So I hired them and out of those eight people, I put them through two weeks of training. They had no sales experience at all. And the first two days I put them on the phone, they also had no success. We ended up with a goose egg across the board, eight hours, eight people, two days in a row, zero. And after those two days, the owner said to me, Adam, you know, this is costing me a thousand dollars a day. Like, I think maybe you need to rethink the people you hired and start over. And I, and, and, you know, I was so like, not confused, but I was like challenged because I knew that I had failed these individuals that counted on me, that had faith in me. So the next day I walked in the office and I said, listen, give me 30 days with this group. Let me get on the phones with them and, and really make this happen. So the next day we went in, got on the phones And we set eight appointments. One turned into a sale. That next Thursday, I remember driving home in my car in tears, tears of joy, because there was 30 appointments set by those individuals, all having breakthroughs, all of us celebrating our wins. And again, long-winded answer, that's how you do it. Leading by example and showing people what it looks like to win and to overcome fear of rejection, fear of failure, right? Because those are the two main things that we all had to overcome. And when you overcome right on the other side of your fear of rejection, fear of failure is your next level. And when people are in a growth mode and even in a call center, when you create the environment of structure, of personal development, of growth and overcoming challenges, and then celebrating your wins, it doesn't matter how many times you get hung up on you're going to have a good time. You're going to have a great atmosphere and you're going to win. Not only did we win Inc. Magazine is one of the fastest uh, fastest growing companies in the country three years in a row, but in my final year, we won Inc. as one of the best places to work in the country, a call center. In the country. In the, one of the, yeah, they, they do the top 300 and we were ranked and it was all my 500, well, not all, but a lot of the people in my department that were actually filled out the form and sent it in because they just loved working there. That's amazing, dude. That, and, and kudos to you and congratulations, really, for really identifying not just, you know, I think some, some people just get so process-oriented. All they think about is process. And they, okay, let, say this, then say this, then say this, then say that, right? Without the personal development side, without the integrity side of it, without the human factor side of it, Right. You, at least, were smart enough to tap into that and say, look it, rejection is part of the game. You know, rejection is part of the game. If, if you coach Little League Baseball, you're talking to kids, right? And you use an analogy like, look it, if you strike out six times out of ten, 
you get on base four times out of ten, you are in the Hall of Fame. You're the highest paid baseball player in the history of baseball. You're Ted Williams level. OK, crazy money. Right. And that's that's if you suck <laughs> four, six times out of ten. Yes. Three, seven times out of ten. You're still man. You're you're all star caliber. You're making hundreds of millions of dollars. That's rejection, rejection, rejection. And yet to teach that, right, to people, make them feel good. And again, like you said, the quality of some of the individuals you probably had to hire, okay, they're drug addicts, they might be felons, they might be anybody that would take a job. And you define the inner beauty in each person, okay, is beautiful characteristic of who you are. And to bring that beautiful essence out of every human being on your team and show them that, listen, rejection is part of the game, failure is part of the game, and celebrating the little wins along the way is the way that we create, create this and make it exponentially growing, right? Let me say this, Frank. I got chills, and, and what we talk about on Unblinded is being heard, seen, and understood, and what you say matters. And that's what you just did. I, there's no question why you're so successful at what you do and, and your skill around asking questions and, and, and just validating some of the things and understanding the story to define and to bring out heroic characteristics is what we, you know, train and talk about, but that's like why I was resonated with Sean and this movement and so much with you. So thank you for making me feel heard and understood. Oh, you're welcome. You're welcome. I mean, I think it's a great quality. So let's fast forward a little bit, right? You grow this thing now to $750 million, crazy, you know, all kinds of kudos, best place to work, top, Inc. 500, fastest growing companies, right? I mean, all the, the trappings of success. And now all of a sudden, you know, you're at, I, I, I think I might have met you even at the seminar, you're at a business mastery seminar, Tony Robbins event. And there's a shift, right? There's a shift that takes you from this, what appeared maybe the euphoric state in a, in a company to the, exactly the opposite. You know, I got to be out of here. That one tiny little distinction, that one tiny little thing that made a huge difference in your life. Can you share what that was all about? Yeah, yeah, I will. I mean, I do have to go back prior to how I got to the event first, just because there had been a realization of misalignment with in direction with me. And there was three partners, nothing negative. It's just their focus had been at that point. Or what was really becoming more of a factor was the profit of the business. And I felt that their direction was was really on a lot of those things. Where I was leaning now, my passion, my purpose was leadership development. I was creating like these personal development meetings every week. And I just wanted more of that. It was more about the growth of the team. That's why I decided to go to Business Mastery. I ended up paying for Business Mastery out of my own pocket to go, not through the company. And, you know, I wanted not only to help myself grow, but also get the company from 750 to a billion dollars. You know, when you're there, you're filling out like, so everything I'm doing, everything I was doing there was for the, for the solar company. It was like nonstop focus on all of that. While I was there though, I met, I was sitting next to a gentleman by the name of Ben Fox, who was legally blind, was there to reduce the rate of unemployment for the blind. And we became friends and we were hitting off, hitting it off by just talking. I was helping him with seeing the, the, uh, the screen. And also we connected where we were going to come back and talk about how to reduce the rate of unemployment for the blind to hire visually impaired people for the organization. So that was like a huge component that was going on. And while I was there, I got a message 
from one of the partners, you know, saying, I hope you're having fun on your vacation. Mm-hmm. And just like, man, it's, it hit me so hard because I'm thinking like, I am just, everything I'm doing here right now is for you, for the company, to grow the company. This is a business boot camp. I put 10 grand in like, and yeah, there's a lot of jumping around. There's a lot of fun. You know what that's like. And there's, you know, incredible energy, fun energy, but at the same time, like it is focused. And that just, that's the micro distinction. Like when that happened, it was painful. It was difficult. And I knew that was like really the start of the thought process of, wow, is this really where I want to be? And then when I got back to work, and I was, and I met with the American Foundation for the Blind President and CEO Kirk Adams through Ben, and wanted to kind of introduce that idea to the organization. It was more or less like, you know what? Like, I get it. Let's let's we could donate money, but that shouldn't be our focus now. Let's focus on on selling. So there was just a, you know, just misalignment. They they weren't bad people. There was only I was friends with them, you know, and and still have no animosity towards them and the growth and the direction of the organization. It just when those small, tiny, little distinctions are misaligned, things end up in a very different place. So that was really the beginning of where the shift happened. Yeah, it's it's and again, Adam, you bring that up, and it's a it's an amazing point, right? You know, Sean Callagy, again, someone that we both admire and have been mentored by. You work with him now. Oh, yeah, he was on stage as well at Business Mastery. And as incredible as Business Mastery was, I love Tony Robbins, everything I learned. I remember seeing him and just being mind blown. I'm so impressed by his story, the fact that he was blind, the fact that he was on stage doing everything he did. But yeah, that was my first introduction, not even meeting him, but to to Sean and seeing him there. Um, but yeah, please continue because the story does kind of go full circle to that moment. Yeah, it really does. You know, and I, I've interviewed Sean. He's been on one of my podcasts and he talks about the 80-20 rule, right? The Pareto rule where 80% of your, of your results come from 20% of the action, right? So 80% of your success comes from 20% of the input 80, or 80% of your revenue comes from 20% of your customers. 80% of your pain comes from 20% of the sources of pain, right? 80% of your income comes from 20% of your income sources, if you will. And if you break that down even further and you go, okay, well, if 20 produces 80%, then 20% of 20%, what does that equal? 80% of 80% and 20% of that, you start getting down to the granular level where if you do the math, 0.8% gives you 52% of the gain. So 0.8, a 0.8% influence could be something as simple as saying hello to somebody. It takes none of your time. A 0.8% could be something like how you enjoying your vacation, right? A statement like that, something that's a shift that people don't understand how powerful their words are. They don't understand how powerful their actions are. They don't understand the power of that 1% distinction. You take, shit, take five minutes out of a day and talk to somebody and tell, tell somebody you appreciate them. It creates 52% of their happiness for the entire weekend, right? And, and that's the micro distinction that Sean has educated us on and is kind of the fundamental background, right, or basis really for, I think, for the formula. And if you want to talk about, you know, as we've moved into working with Sean, and the formula, and now your goal, I guess, quest, move forward, mission, if you will? After that event and having this scenario with uh, Kirk Adams, I went back to Ben and you know let him know that we're going to have to put that concept on the back burner. And then he said, there's one more person I want you to meet. 
And that's Sean Callagy. Because, oh, by the way, Sean was the one that contributed or purchased, gifted a ticket to Ben to be at that event. So talk about grace or irony, however you want to look at it. So I meet with Sean and I meet him for dinner. And I tell him my story, similar to me telling it to you today. And he was hearing my story. He was making me feel heard, understood, heroic characteristics. Told me it was one of the best business stories he's ever heard. And yet I'm like so humbled by him. I'm like thinking, I want to pay this guy to coach me, to mentor me. That's, that's literally what my, my outcome was. And then I asked him what he's up to in the world. And he started to talk about integrity-based human influence and the unblinded formula. Influence mastery, process mastery, self-mastery. But what really landed at the time was integrity-based human influence because sales had been my entire you know, life's work. And when he started to associate selling with influence and he added integrity and then he said, oh, by the way, you're uh, the number one indispensable element in selling must be or in integrity-based human influence must be unconditional love for all people with boundaries. And I'll never forget when he said it, because for me at that point, I had believed that all my success was because of my heart. Yet my limiting belief was that my heart was too big and my intellect was too small. I'm not smart enough to be a CEO, to be a partner. And like, that's why I'm not where I need to be in this organization, why I don't have the influence there. So all of that started coming together. But then when I was really listening to the, the fundamentals of the formula and Sean's story of how you know, he built two law firms and was top one, top uh, 100 jury verdicts two years in a row. And that he surfs, you know, blind and that he skis double black diamonds and like all of these incredible things that he's doing and crediting this formula. And I'm like, wow, now I want impact. I want influence, but I don't have content. Like I'm just like, you know, a senior vice president at this company this sounds like I could really change the world. So when I heard it all, I was immediately interested and, and you know, magnetized to, the, to everything. And then over the next couple of weeks, I just immersed myself in everything he was doing. He invited me to his place in Long Beach Island. I walk in and in front of 15 people, he makes me tell my heroic, unique identity to all. I never, I mean, I never told my story to anybody outside of the office. And all of these people are like blown away by my story. And I'm like so humbled. And the next thing you know, I'm ready to go all in. And I schedule a meeting with the three partners. I walk in. I say, guys, you know me very well. Uh, you know, I'm, I know I'm like the base part of the organization. But uh, right now, you know, I'm, I always follow my heart. You know that. As of today, I resign. They said, what? I said, yeah, I'm, I'm following my heart to work with Unblinded and Sean Callagy. And yeah, there was some anger and there was some questioning. And but overall, as I left the building, it was all amicable. And they said, each one said to me, you realize you're walking away from millions, if not tens of millions of dollars that you earned. And I knew that, Frank, like this wasn't like, oh my God, like I knew that I was walking away from that. But I, I'll say this. I also never felt richer and more empowered in my entire life. I felt like the richest man in the world at that moment, because I knew that I was going to something bigger than myself that no amount of money could compare to. It was priceless. And we had an event, January 10th, 11th, and 12th. That was, you know, a couple months out. The one that you went, that you went to as well. And we uh, had nobody, really 100 people, I think, were registered. And by the time the event went off, there was 1,300, 1,400 people that showed up over that three-day weekend. 
at the Sea Caucus Meadowlands Expo Center for our launch of Unblinded. And that's really where it all began. I mean, it began 22 years ago when Sean really started this whole process, but that's when right. it actually launched. Huh. That's when it really launched. But again, the untold story on that, Adam, is at Thanksgiving. This is a, this is a, uh, a launch, a seminar, a get-together meeting, right? Uh, immersion. It was in January, early part of January. At Thanksgiving, okay, you only had 100 people. Yes. Right? So, yes. Okay. That, that's the unbelievable part here, right? You go from 100 people to over 700 people in six weeks. They're in the holidays. Right? Yeah. Talk to me about what that kind of, again, this gets back to like, okay, we're 4 million to 750 million in three years. We're 100 people maybe at a seminar. We got a whole big room. You got to fill this thing. You get to 700 people in five weeks. Like, what kind of, what kind of drive did you have to have? What did you have to be telling yourself? What was the internal story you're saying to yourself that's like, then this is going to, we're going to fill this thing? So I will say this there were days of, like, oh my God, what did I just do? Then there were just those moments of celebration because it was using everything that I had learned up until that point and now combining it with what Sean had been teaching and presenting in regard to the formula. And that's where the first real concept of ecosystem merger came into play. That's where just utilizing your integrity-based human influence was just present every moment. And yeah, it was, um, looking back, knowing what I know now, I mean, you had to be somewhat ignorant to, to what was happening because I could only imagine what's going to happen on our next event yeah. when you're able to do something live and to just think about where we were with those holidays in front of us, January, Christmas, and just, you know, with the uphill battle uh, that we were in for, I don't even want to use the language battle, but it was a team effort for sure. And every single person that was involved in that process was a huge contributor. And I'm just so grateful for, for the people that, that came. And look, it, over the three days, some people came one day and, and, uh, and, and some people were there all three, but no matter what, Every single person that walked through that door made a difference. So it was yeah. uh, incredible. It was incredible. And you did an incredible job. And so kudos to you for that. You know, seriously, I want to acknowledge you for an incredible outcome of what you got. And then, you know, people were blown. I was blown away. I've been in sales for 35 years. So you think you know it all, right? You get to a certain point, you're like, oh, I'm just going to show up. Another guy's going to teach me how to sell. Oh, okay. Same old, same old, right? And that was my even, that's my, when I went to it, I'm like, ah, you know, I didn't pay a lot to get here. So all right, I'll just do it. But I was blown away. The formula I was blown away by, right? The little level five listening, the distinctions of paying attention to the little things that people tell you. And they tell you for a reason, right? <clears throat> they tell you for a reason because it's part of their unique heroic story. Yeah. And they want you to hear it, right? And if you pay attention to that and you, you tap into their emotional core, that's really where you start to influence people. That's really where people start to pay attention because people buy on emotion. People get to yes on emotion. It's not about the product. Yeah, that's some part of it. The features, benefits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But really people buy from people. People buy from their friends, right? People they love and, and trust. And, and the unblinded movement and what you are creating is the essence of that. It's trust. It's love. It's integrity. It's all of those things that make people want to be part of the movement. 
And now you were eight months since the immersion, right? We're into September now, and the organization is growing in leaps and bounds. Where do you see things going in the next year for you and Unblinded? Thank you so much for that question. And I just want to, you know, validate everything you said quickly and respond to integrity-based human influence. One of the things that hit me early on was the superpower concept behind what it means to use integrity-based human influence. And here's what it is. First, the fact that there's four steps, 10 indispensable elements, and four energies gives you a roadmap, gives you a formula, a formulaic mechanism to go from hello to yes. With that being said, it's done through deep emotional rapport and connection in step one. Genuine, authentic connection through level five listening, acknowledgement, unconditional love for all people. That's where it all begins. That's where it starts. And it has to start there. With that being said, when you bring somebody to a a yes, when you are selling or offering something that you know is going to transform their lives and help them because you've already found out that this is something that they need because they're in pain or there is some type of suffering, then you are doing them a disservice by not being able to bring them from hello to yes in your agreement formation. So once that concept is realized, because so many people are like, oh, it's icky. I don't feel comfortable selling. But, you know, if you believe in what you're selling or offering, then you must. Because think about this. When you are like what a functional medicine, I mean, any role you're in, when you believe that not only is your product or service going to potentially change the life of that person, maybe their family and generations to come. What does a yes mean? I ask somebody all the time, what does a yes mean? Frank, when somebody says yes to you and your program, what does it mean for their life? It means that they trust me. It means that they're going to have exponential growth. It means that they're going to be happier. It means they're going to be healthier. It means they're going to be more financially sound. Yeah, it means a lot. I mean, it means wow. that they put a lot of faith in me and, and as a teacher and a guider and a leader. Yeah, it yeah. means a lot. And if they say no, if they say no to you, and I know no might mean not now, but later, but when they say no to you, what happens in their life? What happens in their life is either they make another decision that transcends their life in a different trajectory, or they suspend the possibility of some certain levels of excellence that they may have achieved by just saying yes. You know, well, let's I feel say, bad. Yeah. Well, let's say this, right? Yes, there's always a possibility they do something else, but let's say they do nothing. And if you found that they were in pain and suffering, because that's through the process, you usually find there's some type of pain or suffering, right? right. So if they say no and do nothing, what's going to continue? The pain and suffering, right? You don't don't change anything. Did you hear what he, so that is integrity-based human influence. And and if you fail to unblind them to what a yes to Frank is, they're going to be potentially in continuous pain and suffering. That's the power of influence in used in the right way. It is the only superpower I believe that there is. And now when you really, when you look at that impact that that has on not only the person, but even their family, maybe, and their generations to come, think about what that is. So that's what drew me to this. That's why I'm so passionate about what we do and the lives are changing. But where this all goes, I mean, I believe we're at a tipping point. It's going to be a household name. Through our Real Raws and our Real Raw Opens, that we're providing a stage and a microphone for people and also a place for us to demonstrate this power of influence, this integrity-based human influence and showing Sean on um, really the creator and giving him the ability to uh, demonstrate this unbelievable magic, which isn't really magic. It's a formula 
allows people to see what they're not seeing. And that platform, I believe, will be, uh, you know, there'll be hundreds happening a day, a year from now, run by all different individuals, maybe even by yourself. I think we're potentially in the process of having that happen as well. So big picture is unblinded is disrupting the world of selling, marketing, personal, professional development, coaching, networking, all areas. Because when you layer over integrity-based human influence and you introduce this formula, it exposes the truth everywhere you place it, good or bad. And when that begins to happen, it begins to change the world in a better way. And that's ultimately our mission uh, to make the world a better place. Well, I can speak, you know, it's, it's a great mission. I'm glad you're part of it because it's with any mission, it's always great to have somebody that's just fired up, high integrity, tenacious, just, you know, a driver, a thriver, a guy that's going to make shit happen. You're that kind of guy. You're the perfect guy in that role. And I can vouch for the unblinded movement. I can, I can vouch certainly for the formula. I've been a student of personal development for 30 years and sales for 35. I've seen a lot. I've heard a lot. And I am, obsessed with what you guys are doing because it is unbelievable unbelievable and i see just nothing but positive growth and like you said you're at the tipping point so adam first and foremost thank you so much for spending the time with me today you are overachiever superstar real orange crushing it energy kind of guy i love having you here and how can people get in touch with you how can people learn more about the unblinded movement how can people get involved so i mean we'll put the huddle in i guess wherever we we have this going, um, but I would just give my phone number, text me 732-672-9002. Right now we are, you know, we're, we're creating proximity to us all because we're not just letting people know what to do. We're showing it. We're probably, I don't know of any organization that's as transparent as we are. Our closed door meetings can be wide open. My phone number is, is right here. So send me a text if you're interested in getting on The Real Raw or The Real Raw Open. The Unblinded Huddle link will be in the bottom. And we do have www.unblindedmastery.com to check out what we're up to. Fantastic. And I you know, strongly urge everybody that's listening on the show today, if you want to check out something different, something new, something that's high integrity and something that's a lot of fun too. A lot of cool people, man. Just really proximity is power, right? And you want to be next to people that have fun and enjoy their life and have this really adrenaline junkie attitude of, of every single minute in their lives. Come and check out Adam and check out Unblinded. Brother, thank you for being on the show today. Sure to mention in any text or correspondence or even once you come on the huddle, Frank Orange. So, uh, (laughs) sure. Make some reference to the orange energy, the orange tribe. Again, Adam, ton of appreciation, man. And, uh, I guess we'll, uh, we'll probably see you on the pickleball court sometime. eh? Yeah, we're going to probably do an unblocked pickleball tournament. So thank you so, so very much for having me. It was an absolute honor. And um, I look forward to finally being able to see you at some point, give you a big hug and playing some pickleball. All right, brother. Take care. Thanks again. Thank you. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to this episode of Orange Crushing It. Hope you're fired up to take on your week with unstoppable energy. Hey, if you like the broadcast, please subscribe. Share it with your best buds, and please write a badass review. You can reach me at themrorange.com. Stay inspiring, y'all.